0: You're listening to to,
1: to, to Medically Unbiased. Unbiased. Offering an unbiased discussion about all things medical. See? An unbiased opinion. Medically speaking? Yeah.
0: Medically unbiased.
1: Hello and welcome back to medically unbiased. I'm here in the studio with Ron again today. What's up, man? What up, man? How you been? I've been good. You've been good. You've been hiding out from the corona. I've been hiding corona. <laughs> I've been having coronas. You've been ha- you've been drinking the coronas. That's the problem. <laughs> Not sharing. I've noticed, by the way.
0: That's a way better
1: deal. Absolutely. So what's going on in the news today, man? What did you hear? What <laughs> What have you heard? I have heard that everyone on the Raiders has COVID. No, I'm just kidding. No. Well, no, I heard nah, they don't actually have COVID. They're just not letting anybody into the brand new facility, the multi-gajillion dollar
0: facility know, down the right? road. <clears throat> so I was listening to the game coming in and uh, coming into the studio, and uh, I uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, and Kurt Warner was uh, broadcasting. Okay. And he's like, yeah, and uh, you know, this stadium, you know, this two point two point oh two billion dollar stadium It's ridiculous it's, amount of money it's you know, with no fans. It's you know and I'm thinking this is so much money. I'm just
1: not I'm not a sports guy, but I find the the absolute absurdity of them playing sports in a multi million dollar stadium with our governor saying that we can't do anything in this state and then he goes to the flipping game. Did he go? That's what I've heard. I don't know. I no, didn't I pay know. attention or watch, but there was a bunch of people posting about it on social I, media today.
0: Well, that's good that he got to go. I I can tell you, is it is it I good was, that he gets to? No, be that? it's not. Oh, okay, okay, it's sarcastic. Oh, okay,
1: friend. I like sarcasm.
0: But I was sitting here and I was telling my wife before I came, and I said, "I go, you know, I go. This is so stupid." You know, he's mandated us uh, for for people that don't know. For Nevada, we we've been mandated to like under 50 people or under 25 people, whatever the number is for what for a congregation. Oh yeah. He pulled 50%. Okay. So occupancy. are we at, has he really said 50% or is this what we're just assuming? That's I have I, I haven't heard him. Like he, he used to come, like he used to come out every week and give you the updates on what's going on. Now I don't even know where he's at. Well,
1: I, uh, he's but, kind of, but anyways. I don't know that anyone knows where he's at. He's probably like got CHF and diabetes. Have no- you seen him? He looks, yeah, he sick, looks like you? shit. Yeah. yeah. So, whatever it is, whatever the number is, if it's 50
0: or 25 people or whatever the people is, right? Because it can't be 50% because the churches aren't even open.
1: Uh, that's a whole, yeah, crazy thing. Yeah.
0: Right? So, churches are not open. They, they literally just opened up the bars last night at midnight.
1: Oh that's a very Vegas of you. Where churches you can't open. You like can go bars. to you can
0: go to casinos, <laughs> right? You can go to casinos at 50%. You can go to your local bar now at 50%, but you cannot go to a church. God forbid. It, not that I'm a church going no, no guy pun intended. You know, right? <laughs> God forbid. Not that I <laughs> not that I'm a you know, church going guy.
1: But, it just seems very but odd. But
0: as I was saying to my wife, I go, look there's more than fifty people standing on the side of the game on each side, and here they can't allow Oh between a- players, coaches, and Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And but here they can't allow a single person to come sit in the seats that have paid millions of dollars. I don't
1: even want to know what those tickets were. Ridiculous. I can't even
0: yeah, PS, PSLs, I think your cheapest PSL was probably 10k or What's a, what's a PSL? Uh personal seat license. Or whatever that is. So the it Sounds expensive. It is. So the any acronyms kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> so you pay, you per you pay and you and you own your seat. Okay. That's how they generate the money to fund a lot of these stadiums. Like
1: it, it's an annual fee.
0: No, it's a one-time fee. Okay. So let's say that I want four tickets and I am at the very tippy top nosebleed of
1: the stadium. The very last row.
0: Yeah. Let, let's say that each one of those will cost me 5 a seat. To, and then I physically own that property. Like I can will it down in the family. I'd still have to buy the season tickets for the seat, but the seat is mine.
1: Gee, what Christmas. What if they? What if you don't pay for the ticket? I Can don't, they?
0: I don't. That I don't know. I just know you're buying the seats, and then you got to buy the season tickets on top of it. My God! But I believe you would have. There's a first, reason I don't
1: pay attention to this shit.
0: Yeah, I believe. I mean, you can't afford I to didn't, pay attention. I didn't talk to anybody about it, but I'm just a, what I've known through the years. Because all football stadiums have PSLS.
1: Okay. Well, I know ours here in Vegas is I mean, brand new, shiny.
0: They're not going to make. Listen, they're not going to make. Let's say that that last row is a seventy-five dollars a seat or fifty dollars seat, just to mm-hmm. make the math work. So that's two hundred dollars times eight. <laughs> you know, you're not going to make your money back at sixteen hundred bucks a pop. Yeah, right. You know, you 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 need to you need to well, have There's to thousands of seats in there, so you figure if you were literally on the fifty-yard line front row, first row, you're probably paying fifty thousand or a hundred thousand PSL per seat. Per seat. My God. Not including the thousand or five thousand dollars a ticket per seat. My God. Per game, whatever that number is, right? Yeah, it's a it's a lot of money, dude.
1: Dude, that's expensive. Yeah. I'll stick with kids little league soccer, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean that even that's expensive. Yeah, you know, my kids are in hockey, and it's going to cost me $1,000 every 16 weeks or something.
1: Okay, my kids aren't playing
0: sports then. Yeah, sports are expensive, dude. People my are, God. People are trying to, you know, they, people are trying to make money. And, and rightfully so. They haven't, you know, we've been locked down. Right for this COVID for literally since, you know, what happened to flattening? Okay. Let's flatten the curve. Then let's open things up. We've flattened and squashed it, dude. I think yesterday we had 200 cases. We're just talking positive cases, not deaths, not deaths, not hospitalizations. We're just talking people, people with positive cases. And, you know, uh, our, our great governor had, um, had opened up that, um, that facility right there off of uh, Las Vegas Boulevard, uh, the old Cashman field. Okay. So you can go there. You don't have to have symptoms. You can just go there and get tested.
1: Yeah, I keep getting pressured for testing driving down the road and there's these digital billboards that say, get tested now. I'm like, do you know something I don't know? Yeah. <laughs> why is the billboard like, telling me to like get why tested? Are we,
0: why are we pushing for more testing? Like I don't it, know. It, it makes no sense to me. Like, if you don't have any symptoms, don't test.
1: Move on. There's so there's only been in all of Nevada. There's only been 76,000 cases and 1,500 deaths. Yeah. It's right. Very minimal. total. Hmm. Bizarro. But,
0: you know, spin it how you want. We, you know, for the people that don't know anything about Nevada, we do have a Democratic governor. Well, who, I mean, who tends to follow the other Democratic governors, which is. California,
1: the only the only which, state that didn't do any lockdown was South Dakota, right? Was that am I right there? I
0: think Wyoming didn't do a lockdown. There, no, was, was, there was, I a think few.
1: Wyoming did a lockdown.
0: I think there was a few state, Montana, maybe that's who I was thinking. Montana, there was a there was a few states that didn't do lockdowns, but
1: so South Dakota had eighteen thousand cases and two hundred deaths total. Nevada had what's their population uh let's find out population of south dakota let's find out let's find out so the population of south dakota is 884,000 people okay so that's like that's like
0: half of clark county which would be las vegas las vegas has a little less than half
1: yeah but i'm saying so you so 18,800. Let's call it 20 a 100,000, right? Mm-hmm. There's 3 million in the state of Nevada. Yeah. So they did I'm sorry. So if South Dakota did their average is 18,880,000 people, call that uh 20,000 20,000 cases in a in a million people. Yeah. And Nevada had, um, how many 76,000? 76, 76,000. 76, so they had, you know, more. Well, no, it'd be 20, it'd be 60,000 and 3 sure. million. Oh, right? so a
0: little bit more, right?
1: But not a ton more.
0: But they didn't. You're saying South Dakota didn't close?
1: South Dakota didn't close. Yeah. They didn't lock anything down, they didn't lock the stores down. There was no mask mandate, like none of this shit. Yeah. The, the, but they didn't refrain from allowing people to stay indoors and like elderly and at risk people wear masks in South Dakota.
0: In South Dakota, dude. Huh? But they did have they did have that uh, Trump rally at the what call it Mount Rushmore.
1: Yeah. Well, and they had what's the Harley thing Sturgis? Sturgis. Yeah. So there but, was a really good article. Well, I say really good in a little bit tongue-in-cheek. It was well-written but highly misinformed article about how that event was a super spreader and caused yeah, I heard about that millions of dollars in um, illness throughout the country mm. because people went to Sturgis, got COVID, and then brought it home to Poughkeepsie or wherever the hell they're at. You know? But the problem is is that's false because the numbers they're touting on there first of all, I don't even know that the numbers are accurate on the illness side of things. Yeah. They can't prove that these people were at the rally and got COVID at the rally. They're estimating that based on cell phone data that was pulled probably illegally, but pulled from their cell phone to determine where they were at different times. So they're saying these people were in South Dakota and went to, they assume they went to the rally yeah. and ended up getting COVID. Well, what a, no one they didn't do any contract tracing between when they got it or where they were and fought. There's nothing. No, they're it was just all pointing,
0: the pointing fingers.
1: Correct. Too. And then after they were in South Dakota and they got COVID, they're saying that this is going to cost billions of dollars in costs. And they used, <laughs> A figure of, uh, like a ten-day ICU stay on an intubated, like the sickest of sickest COVID patient. Sure, that's the value, times the number of people who were tested positive, times the theoretical number of people that got sick from the, from yeah. the uh, rally, and
0: then. If we actually did the numbers for positive, negative, whatever, and then people that actually went to the ICU, to the unit, I would say the outliner would be New York.
1: Yeah, but we know why that was the case.
0: But I'm saying everything outside of New York, New Jersey, or whatever, Mm -hmm. probably quite minimal. It's been minimal. Times that by the minimal number of people that actually would have went to the ICU. And if they're that old, you know, 78, on diabetic, all of that, did they really need to go to Sturgis? They should have stayed home. Right. <laughs> like, come on. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. You take your life in your own hands, I guess, no matter what you do when you're that old.
0: Well, you know, because right now. Um,
1: Maybe is there a dying wish? <laughs>
0: it very well could be, right? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Not the, Good it's, for him. It's free them. country, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we hear. It's supposed to be. But, you know, the other thing is, like, we heard uh, um, the governor still has yet to make a firm
1: decision on Halloween. What, going. governor? Our governor? Yeah. He's still the so they're th- saying that it's going to maybe be, cl- like, there will be no Halloween this year? I mean, Halloween obviously will happen. In other words, the date will happen, but the kids won't be trick-or-treating. Yeah, which I'm like. But they're already wearing freaking masks. So what does it matter? <laughs> I mean, isn't that the point of Halloween, is everyone's <laughs> wearing right? a mask?
0: I'm telling you, dude. Seriously. So what do they think? Do they think kids are going to get it? They Well, years ago when I was a kid, get it.
1: The, the, the local, uh, and this was before digital x-ray, back when it was actual films, they would shoot a film x-ray of your candy bag to see if there's like needles and shit in it in the small town I grew up in. Really? And I, yeah. And I don't know if they just did it to irradiate the candy to <laughs> make us into like glow-in-the-dark kids or if they did it to truly help out. But there was a concern years ago there was someone found a needle in like a caramel.
0: Isn't that everyone's concern? Yeah, Is yeah, it, yeah. It was it, There was a razor blade in a caramel apple. Yeah, right. Or there was a needle in a popcorn ball.
1: Yeah, right. Those pop- yeah, popcorn, popcorn balls. balls. Right, so you don't, you just, <laughs> George Carlin, the comedian, he's like, I think it was George Con. He was like, you know, we used to eat the candy before it hit the bottom on the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Needle. Don't eat that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Razor blade. Don't want that.
0: Yeah.
1: We didn't care. It was. So, yeah, that was the fear. But now what's the, what is the fear? Like, what's the, the what fear. is everyone afraid of? That your kid is going to be like, trick or treat. Oh, crap. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I don't, I don't know, mm-hmm. dude. Like, I don't.
0: Personally, once again, I feel like I feel like kids should be doing kid things. They should be going back to school. Yeah. They
1: should be they should The emotional toll this has taken on my family. Oh dude. School. Like it was bad it's been bad enough and that and I really wanted to touch on that today is that the secondary effects of COVID have absolutely nothing to do with the medical half of it. Yeah. My wife is pissed off daily and it's for the first time in many years, it's not my fault. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it, it is good. But when you're so used to her being mad because you did something, you don't know how to refrain from apologizing for shit. You didn't <laughs> cause, you know, I'm sorry. It's not your fault. Well, I'm still sorry. But you didn't do it. Oh, okay. But not. I feel bad for you. Yeah, I feel bad for you. You're you're working and I'm taking care of the kids and I have to teach and teach three classes because my, you know. Yeah. It's and not She's easy. not a teacher. No. No. And I found out today that my son, who never gets bad grades ever, is getting a C. <sighs> Man. You know what, though? Sees get you degrees, baby. That's what I always said in nursing school. <laughs> That's what I said. Sees get degrees. Well,
0: my son, um, the struggle I have with my my little one is that um, he doesn't want to do it. Not that he doesn't want to do the work. He just does not want to do the work at this school. Yeah, he hates this school. The school's great. Right from an adult perspective, yeah, it's fine. Right from a kid's perspective, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not with my friends. I want to. My friends are. They're already done at twelve o'clock. You know because they're the <clears throat> the the schools here. The public schools here you know they're sitting at their desk from 9 till 12 or 9 8 to 12 or 9 to That's 3 That's too much
1: time for the kids in front of that computer literally iPad or whatever. yeah
0: literally sitting at the computer like okay you got a 15 minute break go walk away come back in 15 and then they continue mm. on and do whatever This now my my our school is online but it's been online for 20 years okay So it it's like okay there's three classes Three classes he has to attend to at some point throughout the five days of school. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That better? That's better.
1: It sounds so loud, but maybe it's been a while, you know? It's been, you've been gone for a while. <laughs> I mean, you disappeared. I don't know where you went. You're so, hiding from Corona. Right. So
0: those three days, you know, is extremely. Easy to do, it's just one class per day, yeah. three classes, you're done. Right. Then you can just finish up on the rest of the work when you can.
1: Well, I, I think they have this idea all wrong. They don't understand that kids can be engaged in the computer all day if it's not teaching them something. Yeah. If they're playing games or, you know, doing something goofy. But sitting adults have a hard time sitting and listening to a Zoom meeting for twenty minutes. Yeah. Let alone an hour. Well,
0: I like we had a, we banned our, obviously our kids from playing any video games throughout the week. Cause it can't be on schoolwork on a computer and then play video games on a computer for another three, four, five hours, whatever. I mean,
1: it, it's brutal. Um, I like that video that kid that recorded himself for like five minutes he, he would blink and then he'd take a sip of his water he'd put his hand on his chin. And yeah. And then he recorded that. And then he played it on a loop. And it would play forward and backwards. So that he's in the Zoom meeting for school on this thing. Smart kid. And then he would play, like, Minecraft in the background. Right. Uh, my kids,
0: yeah. you know, like I said, they, I the, the and I have to tell my wife this. I have to remind my wife this. I said, listen, you know, we've already been through school. And we already... You know, I've had my struggle with school. I'm not a big fan. I had not really good teachers when I was in um, fifth grade, right? I, I, I did not not teachers plural. There was one teacher. She was evil, evil, evil woman. And so it it I didn't like going to school. So if this came to me then, I would have been like, woohoo! What? I gotta sit in front of a computer and actually do my work? Right. How easy is this? Right? Right. That's not how my kids are. My kids don't have a a they don't have a shitty feeling towards school. They 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 don't dislike school. They actually enjoy going. Right. It's a way for them to get away from us, mom and dad. It's a way for them to interact with their friends. Inter- totally interact with their friends. Yeah. And
1: feel wanted and needed. So, so my stepdaughter was on the podcast not long ago, and she said it, COVID ruined her life, is what her words were.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it ruined a lot of kids' lives. And think about the, the kids that, well, <clears throat> I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, but, you know, think about those kids that need the food, that, you know, their families don't have a lot of money and they don't have a lot of decent food. I mean, you know, if you're talking school food is being decent, but at least three square meals, right? They get there for breakfast, they have lunch, and then maybe they get something because they stay late or whatever. Or think about the kids that are in a, a abusive household, right? That you had teachers that would see these kids every day and potentially prevent Abuse from happening because, you know, their kids had to go to school. Maybe dad, you know, is abusive father. He's not going to lay his hands on that kid today because it's a Monday. Right. Well, now they're home. Never, And the parents aren't leaving because they're not working. And the parents ain't leaving or the parents are, are leaving. But if they're abusive, they're not reporting themselves.
1: No. Well, and that's been shown. I mean, national statistics show that domestic abuse is on the rise it's it's high um i can't remember the numbers but i know it's up substantially child abuse is up um yeah. suicide is up you know all of the negatives are up yeah but
0: you know keep us keep us locked down longer for for to keep the curve to to flatten the curve Man, it's flat. it's flat, dude. Like, seriously. This started in March. Yeah, I know. This is boring shit. I know. But it started in March, and it's now September. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, but there's only, like, I
1: mean, there's, but I let's, you there's know what, only a few patients in the hospital look, now.
0: There's very little patients in the hospital, number one. Number two, you know, but let's open them, us up when it's flu
1: season. Right. Now, you can't just distinguish between the two. You can't. It's two. so
0: ridiculous, dude. I, I, I'm angry with how this thing's running. And I'm angry that it's on election year. And I'm angry that, you know, it's one side playing the other. And, you know, and I'm trying to be <laughs> unbiased here, but it's really
1: hard. Well, I don't know. I think for some reason election, this year with The political climate, it's made it really hard to have a no nonsense discussion about this pandemic because everyone you talk to, irrespective of their position, seems to couch their conversation in some sort of political rhetoric, whether it be we're all going to die or we're all going to live or you're, you're, you know, going against my freedoms, my constitutional rights to mandate said thing, whatever thing is, you're closing my business, you're closing my restaurant, you're closing my exercise yeah. business, you're closing my bar. That's, you know, seems to be one side of the political argument. The other side is like, well, we want to prevent disease from spreading and other countries have done this. To prevent the disease from spreading, and mask wearing is shown to prevent the disease from spreading in places like Taiwan. You know, Se- severe lockdown and crazy amounts of lockdowns. And but is it going to go? Is the disease going to go
0: away? Well, yeah. Well, like, yes. Honestly, I think this disease goes away at some point. Really? Absolutely. You
1: don't think it's like an ongoing thing that we treat? No. Nope. Every once in a while? Nope. What about
0: H1N1? We still treating that? Yeah. Not really. And it's not no, being it's talked about. It's
1: not being talked about, but it still gets treated. It's it's, it's there, but it's, it's maybe. It's not the 60 million people that were afflicted I'm just by saying, it, but it's, it's still as there. As quickly
0: as it, that came, a, a year way. later, it's gone to the point that we don't give a shit about it, right? Right. Well, you know, like look, we need to look at the data out of Sweden, right? The, the place that did not lock down. South Dakota didn't lock down. Well, South Dakota is a you know, you
1: want we we need large number scales. Cause okay, can, so so Sweden is the same as Texas. Okay, I mean the well, population of tex- Sweden. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty almost certain it's the same as the population of Texas or close. Oh, really? Yes, I'm sure you'll tell me. I because you're will. on it. So there's ten point two three million people in Sweden. Okay. Texas. Uh, oh, <laughs> 29 Texas million people. In Texas. In Texas. Like three times So bigger. 10
0: million is probably more like um, maybe Florida? Uh,
1: was... No, what's
0: Florida? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 10 million, maybe, maybe the state or maybe the city of Chicago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, I mean. There's 21 million people in Florida, <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's, yeah. it's hard to compare, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's hard, hard it's, to
0: compare apples to apples and
1: oranges to oranges. Yeah. I got well, it. yeah, without having you know, there's 6.8 million people in Tennessee. <laughs> you know.
0: Well, that is where, na- but, but are you Nashville's comparing in Tennessee, right? But
1: if just comparing people is, this is where I find a lot of studies to be problematic studies in any medical science whatever because they only compare physical population they don't compare other factors there's a ton of mitigating factors here yeah just the people in sweden is the are the majority of them morbidly obese (laughs) because the majority of americans are morbidly obese
0: yeah i would say sweden probably isn't I, I don't know because I don't I study think.
1: Sweden people, but I'm saying... Unless they eat a lot of Swedish meatballs. <laughs> so when we look at the just pure data on just the numbers of people, it it doesn't account for the co-founding factors that cause people to be more susceptible to COVID, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about blood type causing you to be more protected against it, right? So... How many people in Sweden are type O as opposed to someone who's type A or B or AB? Maybe they're... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is there a reason that they're not as sick as New York when they're as close to the same strain? Yeah, maybe their median age is lower.
0: You know, maybe they're 65 instead of... Like, Italy is like 80.
1: Italy's a ton of old... bunch of old people. And, the, and in Italy, they all have tight quarters right so family members live in a in kind of a family commune type thing or yeah a house with grandma and grandpa live in it with the kids and yeah. grandkids Kinda, as opposed to here yeah. Texas in, in Texas you're like in the wild well, west everyone well, owns land and you're in the middle of nowhere
0: yeah well just like um everyone lives in tight corners in nursing homes
1: correct and look what look what, um, look look what that, they did the, in New York killed thirty thousand people you know but here we go so just comparing the physical population, I don't believe is the correct result. I mean, because you can take studies will take, a, you know, 350 people in a study and extrapolate that out over the data. So why can't you use South Dakota in the U.S. with the U.S. population, that, you know, similar to the rest of the U.S. population?
0: Because South Dakota has more Indian people, Native
1: American people. What does that have to do with the price of tea in China? And they are immune to everything. They are not immune. <laughs> immune to anything. I, they're they're actually at higher water. risk. They're actually at higher risk. Those That population is at some of the highest risk. In fact, in South Dakota, I know for a fact that the Indian tribes and the Indian nation there were having a really big fight with the governor trying to get masks mandated because the governor wasn't mandating masks for the state. Yeah, But the when you're on Indian reservation That's sovereign soil And they were mandating That you were wearing A mask if you were on
0: Yeah to protect them
1: Correct Because they are Severe At much higher risk And why I don't know But they are They're oh, at a higher uh, risk yeah, African Americans are, are higher risk You know Or morbidly obese people Are at higher risk Diabetic Diabetics I'm going to go on and on. Right, any other issue. So even with all those higher risks, and I say only 80,000 are sick in Nevada, right, with 1,500 dead. It's still low. It's low, but like my my friend said, you know, that if... 1,500 into 3 million people, dude. I, I get it. But her argument was, so... Which one of your family member do you want to pick to be part of the fifteen hundred? And I, I don't want any of my family. Well, my immediate there's family members I would throw in the fire. I'm not going to lie, but the my immediate family
0: <laughs> you throw in the fire. Yeah,
1: there's immediate there's immediate family members I don't want gone. But if you look, it depends on how far the how wide a family member list you're growing from. Yeah. You know, there's a number of people that I would be like, oh, Uncle Bob, he's got to go. He's got to go. Well, you, sure, that argument can be made. Yeah. Do you, Sorry, Bob. How I'm do you kidding. feel
0: if you are one, if you out of the 1,500, if you were one, if you were that one of the 1,500? Yeah, I know. You don't want to go. As a matter of fact, we. Don't die. I don't know if you knew this person, but there was a person that just passed away that was in our med- in the
1: medical field, a uh, no, the physician, the ER physician, right? I never uh, knew him, but yeah, I've I have seen a bunch know. of posts about him.
0: Yeah, I saw a bunch of posts about him too. A lot of people have commented about him. You know, people yeah. knew him. I'm Nurse sure he. Guy,
1: everyone spoke very highly of him.
0: Yeah, I'm sure
1: he didn't want. He, he didn't want to go. Right. You know.
0: But. It's still, when you're looking at numbers, not physical. I mean, because nobody says, tell, nobody sits here and says, hey, hey, man, there was a thousand people that died of influenza. <laughs> what about, what if you were one of them? Well, you know what? I get the flu shot. But That's, there's no
1: flu shot for COVID. But there will be. Okay, so that's a good question. Are you and gonna get this are you gonna get the vaccine?
0: Well, you know, I heard I was listening to your physician friend mm-hmm. last week. And yeah. by the way, I just want to say if you have not heard or heard about this interview with his physician friend, you need to get on. Okay.
1: <laughs> Podcast number whatever. I don't know. It was good. Doctor Robine, Dr. Dominic Robine was who I interviewed.
0: It, it was really good. He was really impressed with, with the opening intro, just so you guys know. <laughs> right. Um, I think he said yes, because I think he
1: felt yeah, like he, he had to, he was obligated to, but he feels it's a, it's a, you know, cause he it's, has a family, it's just, he has a family, he wants yeah. to protect them and he's susceptible. I mean, he's around other patients and he does procedures that can be aerosolized. He does TEEs, which is a, you yeah. know, aerosolizing procedure doing, you know, but he's echo. not doing procedures. I mean, they're all
0: getting tested, aren't they? Before they do the procedure.
1: Yeah, you're getting tested the day before, but you're not tested 30 seconds before. Okay. Right? I mean, there's still risk. Then why test? That's you, my if point. You're gonna
0: say, if
1: you're going to say that. but the, I didn't say you had a test, but that's what I'm the just saying, you, you know, the
0: the thing is, is you should just gown up like you're positive anyways. Yeah, but look at the doctors who gowned
1: up into beta patients and got freaking sick. It's because cool. they rubbed their eyes. It's not because they fucking rub their eyes. It's okay. not why they got they are aerosolizing procedures. You know, you got doctors in, here in town that got super sick and were hospitalized in the ICU. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was months ago, and w- maybe we didn't. And they were wearing masks and goggles and face shields and N95 respirators and but gowns. They didn't die. You're right. They didn't die. Luckily. They got sick. They got sick. We, they were, we've had nurses that have gotten sick. You've also had nurses die. There's been a lot of nurses dead. Just kind of about one. Right. So I'm just saying, people have died from it. You don't so, want to
0: be that one person. Correct. Got
1: it. I'm just, you know. I'm I, just
0: saying, but nobody's talking about that with, like, how many people died of cancer this year? Oh, 150,000? Uh, Jews hate to be that one of the 150,000. 150, like. That is a pretty much given, don't you think? Like, if you're
1: sitting here. Yeah, no, I get that. Because if they're saying that my job is to protect you from yourself by me wearing a mask, I'm going to start knocking cigarettes out of people's hands. Yeah. I'm going to walk around with a sledgehammer and start knocking cigarettes out of people's hands. Because we've heard this argument from you many times on masks. I know.
0: I think it's stupid now. the
1: CDC just said that. There's wildfires out in California, Oregon, and Washington. State. There's wildfires all over the country right now, but there's a bunch out in the West. Yeah. And the CDC says on their website that masks to protect you from COVID 19 will not protect you from wildfire smoke inhalation. No. Wait a minute. The I smoke and the soot happen. particles are larger. Oh, no. then the aerosolized particles of COVID. Well, supposedly CDC sent out a a um, Friday. You mean this Friday? The Friday thing?
0: No, they sent out a memo talking about the aerosolized. The, yeah, Friday. The COVID being airborne or whatever, but it was it. They pulled it off. They took it back. Because they weren't supposed to submit that because it was a. I just read something. Let me find it.
1: No, so they. So they for ba- my they, for no, my so two fr- people out yeah, there for all both of you listening. By the way, you can follow us on medically unbiased. You know. Yeah, let's plug at that Twitter. You know, Go can to Medi-
0: somebody friend us, please? Yeah, well, I'm sick one, of me. just
1: one person. I mean, would be
0: good. Tyler hasn't even friended or followed us on medically unbiased. What's wrong with Tyler?
1: Uh, I'm morbidly obese. But i so that's my problem. I am the only follower. You are the only follower. So, the Washington Post. Everyone's talked about this, um, and every time I look up a thing, it has—it's either Trump or Biden said something. I don't want the political side. That's the problem. I can't just get the data. I know it's so. Monday morning, the CDC removed a web page and edited a web page that said that coronavirus spreads airborne. Yeah. I've said it was airborne from the beginning. We've
0: been saying that for a long, you know, I mean, we're not tooting our own horns here, but we're, gonna, I am.
1: we're tooting. I broke my arm, patting myself on the back with this thing. It hurt. I'm not going to lie. A lot of effort to pat myself on the back this hard. but it, So you're going mean, to get it. Well, some people just will never
0: get it. Let's be honest. No, some people won't. You know, I bet you, your um, your is it your cousin? Your cousin's yes. family, I bet you they never get it. Bet you they'll never get it.
1: No. Because they didn't get it when she had it. So the current CDC page said that they talk about how COVID spreads and person-to-person spread. Uh, between people who are in close contact with and each other, through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs or talks, we talked about this numerous times. The virus spreads easily between people, and maybe spread in other ways by touching a surface. Because my cousin was contact, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, come on.
1: So between they say it spreads between animals and people. So stop coughing on your pets, I guess. Oh, using your cat for... Is that snoring? why my
0: dog rubs his butt on the carpet? <laughs>
1: Probably. <laughs> Dang it. Um. So they said that they referenced that it's airborne, meaning that, like, if you're in... Theoretically, the, it would be, right? I mean,
0: the, yes. the the droplets are small enough that still contain a viral um, DNA or RNA or whatever in it. It can travel. I I know there was a study done in a patient's room, you know, at the other end of the room, say it's 20 feet away, whatever they were finding viral positive viral, um, you know, uh, COVID virus there circulating in the room. So it's floating for a while.
1: So this says that on the CDC's site, it says the cloth masks will not protect you from wildfire smoke. The cloth masks that are used to slow the spread of COVID-19 by blocking respiratory droplets, offer little protection against wildfire smoke. (laughs) They do not catch small, harmful particles in smoke that can harm your health. Smaller than COVID. (laughs) Although N95 respirators do provide protection from wildfire smoke, they might be in short supply as frontline healthcare workers are using them to protect themselves from COVID. Yeah. And the problem is for
0: Nevada is we, we're getting, we're like downwind from this stuff. Yeah. It's the worst here.
1: Yeah, but I, what a I wildfire get, smoke. It's uh, whatever. Yeah,
0: well, you're a mountain man. Okay. Yeah, so I get you enjoy it. that. I don't care. I think it's depressing. Like when I get up and I look outside and there's like it smells gloom. Like smoke. And it, well, the smoke's kind of nice because I like the smell of it. But, it's very apocalyptic.
1: But the, <laughs> the sunsets look, are very apocalyptic.
0: Right? They're like bright orange. Mm-hmm. But... Even that, the the smoke in the air, just looking at it is de- depressing. Because there's a haze, there's a like a milky haze over. Mm-hmm. Can't even see the mountains. You, listen, if you've never been to Las Vegas, you can see mountains three hundred and sixty degrees, all the way around mm-hmm. in any direction. Right. You'll, you'll see the tip of some mountain, right, or the tops and uh, you know mountain ranges and all that. When the smoke comes in and it, when it does, it's pretty, it's pretty gnarly. You can't see it. It's all hazed out. So it's almost like driving, you know, Midwest with not looking, you looking out and just seeing like cloud covered, but it's really all smoke. Okay. And no mountains. So it's like, oh, this is pretty flat around here. <laughs> it's not, but it looks and it feels like mentally you're, you're depressed. Right. It's, it's depressing.
1: I think part of my dilemma with all of this is that the CDC has lost a lot of respect in the, we used to, we used to really value what the CDC said. Did we? I think we did. I think the average person did. Yeah. I don't think, I don't even think medical professionals really dismissed when the CDC said something. I mean, they were very on it during the AIDS pandemic, during the AIDS, you know, in the eighties they were some of the first people to understand the tracing and find patient zero and really do the heavy lifting of that issue, right? Yeah. You know, and we've always relied on them for guidelines on whether it be hand-washing or infection control. You know, we've used them as the the litmus test of the rest of the world in how to provide care for Americans. And I feel that this year has Ruin that mm. from the CDC. They, and they did it to themselves.
0: Well, the problem is there's a lot of biased out there. Okay. And, and the, the, the other problem is it's a political, it's political that, and we, I hate harping back onto it, but it really, it, it is. Well, but- call a spade a spade. It is what it is. Everybody has some kind of agenda, some kind of political angle, or just an angle in general. But I think, the, I think
1: medicine—it's never supposed to have been political, initially.
0: No, no, it, I don't. It, no, you're absolutely right. But this has just been I such a such no a weird them.
1: year. Well, it has. But I'm saying for the CDC to have come out and set and very been very succinct in their don't need masks and Fauci you masks you don't need them I'm not gonna need them right now he said that back in March and April yeah we played it on this correct and then he talked about having needing masks now they're mandated everywhere and the is back to the whole masks are important and then masks might even be better protection than of you know uh than the, the actual the, the antibi- or the what am I trying to say the,
0: those shot the yeah, shot, or right whatever. the um
1: vaccine <laughs> total we must have covid we must have covid i'm totally blind. the vaccine yeah the okay. vaccine so the masks are now better than the vaccine right yeah, i just so so here's my point is that yes what are they we, basing that off of i don't know and they there's don't, no vaccine out there
0: right now i mean they're all doing the research the studies I, I, installed I so get They get it and the studies
1: are good i mean except for one study i shut down for a while because it was unsafe and then that restarted that back up recently I don't know if it's Lilly or Pfizer or who, but
0: whatever. I mean, they're doing studies. So what are they doing? They're they're evaluating the studies with before they're the final product coming out, and they're like, yeah, I don't know. People probably should just still wear a mask. Just yeah. easier to it's easier to look at people and go, yeah, you're protecting me.
1: Well, no, they've even right? this recent CDC director <laughs> even came out and said that masks protect you. Like I've said from the beginning, masks are to protect yourself. Not yeah, but
0: but if I but see if you're not wearing a mask, I can come up to you while I'm wearing my mask and yell at you. Yell at you. <laughs> Why aren't you wearing your mask? You need to wear your mask. <laughs> but that's not what this is about. This is uh,
1: that's crazy. Karen's out there doing weird stuff. It's which we mom have a mentality. Which I, we talked about we've it. talked about that. But I'm saying in this particular instance, how can you go from saying as the CDC going from saying that a mask will protect you from a mic, like a a really small droplet particle size to it won't protect you from smoke. Correct. So what what
0: we are telling what we are figuring out here, right? Well, we what we see is that we can't we can't fully trust CDC, but just like anything in science, it changes. I don't mind and
1: I think part of that's the dilemma. I think part of them changing the guidelines and parameters was them learning more as they went along and they move the goalpost, if you will, for your sports analogy. So
0: slow though. Well, yeah, but it seems slow. It seems
1: fair enough. It seems slow, but it also seems really slow when it takes 30 seconds to upload a page on your computer. And if you go back five years, and it took two minutes to upload that same page. Okay, but this wasn't- isn't
0: five years from now, number one. Number two, we should have already known that this shit's airborne when we said it was airborne. Like, it does not I take
1: six, eight months
0: after the fact. What are they going to come out? On November 4th if Trump loses or wins or whatever? By the way, we were absolutely wrong uh, two months ago. It is currently airborne. Everybody fucking run
1: and <laughs> scream, <It's> right? <laughs> Protect well, yourself. No like, one wants to be told that. I mean, like, like what, w- at what
0: point are we going to sit here and say, okay, we finally figured it out. It's completely droplet.
1: Well, well, here's because the question. We, we knew how this. many people, all I want to know is how many people do we need to test total just tests done before we can say, okay, we've done enough tests to theorize that this many people have it. I think
0: we should stop doing tests. On fucking people period. that don't have symptoms, symptoms, period. And a period. You okay. don't have symptoms. You do not need to be tested. This is the stupidest thing ever. I'm sorry. So what's the benefit of testing? What's the benefit of them testing that many people? So they can still say, let's say they come back positive because there are people that
1: asymptomatic. are
0: asymptomatic carriers that come back positive. Just because they're carrier, just because they're... But what CDC says, and I'm sure you can find this. Mm-hmm. Um, CDC says that if you're asymptomatic, you're probably less likely to spread the disease, right? I believe. Yeah, initially they saying. thought
1: that you were as likely, but they're saying now that you're less likely. You're less likely. So there again, if you're not... But, but three days ago, they put in their page that they, if you're asymptomatic, asymptomatic people should get tested for COVID.
0: See, this is the shit that's driving me nuts.
1: Yeah. That was posted September 18th. That was like three days ago.
0: But what are they saying? Why they must be, What? why? Um, because what, see, I, I still think it's politically driven here. I think this is, a, is driven because you can't, you can't have. Well,
1: so they're saying that if you've, if you think you've been in close contact, if you feel like you've been in close contact with someone, who was tested positive? Whether you're displaying symptoms or not, you should be tested too. So is this just to enhance their contact tracing? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Sounds like they're just trying to facilitate because you y- coming to them instead of them going well, to you. Well, I have a, here's a scenario.
0: So here, a scenario is you're in you're in a patient's room. They're pos- You know that they're a positive COVID.
1: Right. You're wearing your mask. But then I'm in contact, so should every nurse get tested
0: every day? Yeah, right. You're, <laughs> you're wearing your mask. Maybe you're, you're double masking now, right? You have your N95 with the surgical mask over your mask. <laughs> <laughs> you're, double, you're double masking. I'm double masked. And then you have your... That's
1: why I, that's why I wear three condoms. <laughs> you,
0: And that's why you have so many kids. And then, <laughs> right. and then you throw on your... <laughs> So that pretty much proves, my, that basically, okay, this is going to answer my question <laughs> using the condom analogy. <laughs> okay. Um, so you wear, so you have your double <laughs> double mask. You've got your, your goggles. You've got your visor or whatever you're wearing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Face shield. And then, and they sneeze all over you or The they patient cough. you mean? Yeah, the patient coughs all over you. Why is the patient not wearing a mask? What, whatever, maybe they're getting ready to intubate, whatever they're doing. Okay. Something happens. There's something happens, right. right? And it's negative pressure and, and, and. Yeah. So does that person come out of the room, wash, you know, they wash up. They really didn't get anything on them per se, right? But there's cough and in the air and, you know, stuff lands. Okay. I think I don't think there was a mask, so I think that there was goggles. There, I mean, there was masks, but I don't think there was like a shield. So it was goggles. They felt some on their forehead or whatever. But should they go get tested for COVID? Well, so like to me, you won't. You shouldn't get tested until you have. Like to me, you shouldn't get tested if unless you have symptoms. But just because somebody is coughing, you and you're wearing all the protective equipment. That's what we wear. You, you really shouldn't need to worry about it unless you start coming down with symptoms.
1: So, so oh, yeah, but...
0: And even if you tested right this minute, it's going to be negative anyway, so what does it matter?
1: I understand. HIV is that way, though, right? So HIV is now, no longer a lethal disease. You can live your whole life with HIV, taking medications on a daily basis and live a normal, healthy, happy life. Yeah. Okay. A.K.A. Magic Johnson. Yeah, right. So you have nurses and doctors who get sp- bloodborne pathogens splashed on them in their face during procedure you know their eyes their hands open sores whatever accidental needle sticks in the surgical suite or somewhere yeah right? yeah you know i've been involved in those before yeah. you know not many at one time it happened but it's happened and it happens right If we're not talking and saying that it happens, we're lying because that stuff happens. Yeah. But those people get tested regularly for HIV. Mm -hmm. Like there's a six-month or a 12-month testing phase that they go through to see if they develop HIV. Sure. But it's not lethal. It's not going to kill them if they do get HIV. No. So then why are we testing them? All right. Well this is against your argument for COVID. I'm saying we're testing people for COVID, right?
0: And we're I, testing people for I'm HIV. I'm not arguing for the fact that we should test them. I I, I think we shouldn't. But I understand what I'm head, saying.
1: I'm saying we're testing for HIV in these instances where there's a splash or, you know, a needle stick.
0: Well, if you have an if you have a needle stick and it's, you know, the the likelihood of you catching HIV yes is less likely, but it's still it's still a confirmed uh so, source of but you're in a room with a person with covid and you're wearing all this proper stuff you should be wearing so you know what i'm saying you, you didn't get stuck with anything it's airborne
1: it's on your clothes uh, i'm playing devil's advocate here that's but-
0: fine i mean no that's fine i mean yeah we can argue it out i'm i i just, once again i go You've, you've done all this proper stuff. You get splashed on your face. You know, doctors were doing n- all the proper non-open, stuff during intubation. non yeah. And, but then they to say, sick. okay, that's fine. But they didn't, did they, did they? Some died. Yes. No, I'm not saying that. Did they test them within seconds of getting it? No, probably no, not.
1: Not within seconds, but you're not testing it in seconds either. Yeah. That's what they wanted.
0: Not, and it's just like just like going to your the facility and saying well I don't have symptoms but you know what my dog was coughing on me the other night so I just feel like <laughs> I should get tested
1: well I mean why, come
0: on cat coughed
1: up a furball why are we testing like for COVID.
0: asymptomatic people what's the purpose
1: of doing that seriously um I don't know. Early recognition, early diagnosis, early intervention, to keep them to keep them from getting other people infected, or
0: to just show more people that have that well, are maybe, maybe
1: maybe if you identify the people who are sick early, you can keep them from getting, allowing them to get other people sick while they're asymptomatic.
0: Oh yeah, because because here's what we're doing. Let's let's talk about what we do here. You come in, you have no symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. You. Uh, take a test you get called within 12 to 24 hours post-test um hi doctor er, this is dr johnson i'm looking for tyler mm-hmm. hi hey Tyler. hey Tyler, you sound like you're 12 i am well good that's 18 my mommy's not home <laughs> so anyways you say tyler you listen you test a positive I know you don't have any symptoms right now. So if you start to have any symptoms, come into the hospital so we can you can be treated. But other than that, what I really want you to do is I want you to stay away from every living soul for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, I no. I want they're you to stay two weeks. away two weeks. for two weeks. weeks.
1: Right, right. Are you? You feel fine. I think the. I think... No. I don't, know. I, don't get me wrong. I, I'm very jaded, but I do believe that people that get tested positive and you're told they're positive are staying away from other people. Mm. I think they're self-isolating. Not I, like everybody that I've spoken to that have, that has had
0: it has had a family and has interacted with those family members. While having, with
1: Those particular families, but they're not leaving and going to Walmart. They don't have to. They
0: just need to interact with their family members and their family members are leaving and going to Walmart. So what, what the F does not matter? I guess none. Not none. None, really, right? I'm just saying, I don't know if people are really, I stayed in the basement for the last two weeks, like I, Cuomo. Well, yeah. He Absolutely. was still out running. He was positive out
1: running, for F's sake. Yeah, I know. Right? I, I just, I yeah. I mean. I'm just saying that. It's, I, it's hard to lock down a free society. How do you <laughs> lock down
0: anybody that does not have symptoms that that's testing positive for well, COVID? Because they
1: been, mentally are like, yeah, no, come on, I'm not sick. But this has never been done before. This is a new thing. We've never isolated non sick people. If this was a
0: non election year, do you think that, that we would have won to this extent?
1: I can't answer all? that. I have no clue. If I could answer shit like that, I'd be buying lotto well, tickets.
0: Did we what did was it election year when H one N one in two thousand nine? No. No. What about swine flu, flu in two thousand or nineteen, eighteen? Was that election year? Does in
1: 1918 you mean the Spanish flu? The Spanish
0: flu. The swine flu was like And what about the swine flu? Was that was any of this shit happening on election year? No, probably that I not. Can't answer, I no. just I just think that there's a lot of there's
1: there's mm-hmm. there's a bigger agenda here. Personally, I think that we didn't know anything about this virus and we overreacted. And now everyone's trying to like I almost feel like we still have to continue on with this these the, 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 the charade. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just so because, you know, we don't want to look stupid that we we've really fought to get this this thing under control when really well, so if you're sending out if you're sending out mixed information all the time saying, Well, you know, we think it could be airborne. Maybe it's airborne. Well, well see, we like, don't I've know if it's
1: airborne. I haven't totally changed my tune, but I've changed my attitude towards masks. In the fact that like, I don't, I don't feel like people. Them. No, I don't. But I don't feel people need to wear them for me to
0: protect me. I don't think people need to wear them in a effing car by themselves. But they but seem to th- do that.
1: That's their thing. Whatever. That's they can people can do stupid shit. if They want to do stupid shit. I'm saying that in my office, I treat generally treat geriatric patients. Yeah. Most of my patients are. You need
0: to protect. Have multiple
1: them. comorbidities and. You know, I would hate to be someone who's an asymptomatic spreader and give my patients that I see, the 20 patients I see a day, yeah. give one of them, but you, any you of them. You wouldn't
0: know that, though. I wouldn't,
1: but what you does it hurt? It doesn't hurt me. I mean, I used to really bitch about the mask, and I still bitch about it in the public environment outdoors pumping gas i'm not gonna wear a mask i'm sorry i I even
0: agree not wearing a mask in a damn grocery store when you're socially distancing yourself like what's the point of doing that right no no no. i'm not there i'm saying but in my
1: office i'm gonna wear a mask every day to protect my patients from the potential that makes sense like i wear a mask not because i have it
0: correct and i wear a mask because i i want my kids to still play hockey (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. As I've said before on this podcast. But what frustrates me is my daughter, who's five, is at dance class in an open gymnasium with three other girls her age. It's There's four girls in this entire dance class. Yeah. And they make the kids wear fucking masks. Really? Yeah. That's stupid. That's dumb.
0: Dude. That's frustrating. Especially right? when the kids kids under, I don't know what the number is. Uh, let's say that it's under five or something, right? No, nah, I think it was it's nineteen to twelve or something. But kids under twelve is like I don't know. Zero
1: point zero 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 percent or something
0: like Eight percent positive cases. Who knows? Zero percent death. <laughs> you know, zero point zero zero one. Right. Whatever it's it's, it's a, super small. Super small. The risk is is nil. That's what she said. Didn't <laughs> think. Oh, where is that? Where is that? You know, we paid a lot of. Listen, folks, we paid a lot of money for all this stuff. And when I come in with a bad joke, I expect. How dare you! There you go. Thank you. I expect certain What is your major malfunction, numb nuts? I expect certain things. When I don't get it, we got problems. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah right that's like this happens all the time we actually have you know let's see yeah yeah, we got now, some good stuff we have some good little soundboard rolling here we need to you start using it more often add a little extra you know to the when you say something good you can, there you go they, they can't they don't want to shut up they like can't applause you know what I mean not applesauce; it's canned up floss. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I the whole mask argument is is very frustrating for me. But you know, we're gonna continue doing what we're doing just yeah, so right? that uh, we don't end up killing people or <laughs> each other or whatever. Well, let's run the break real quick, and uh, we'll come back and we'll talk about some more goodness. Oh yeah.
0: Medically Unbiased.
1: More from Medically Unbiased.
0: Medically Unbiased at yep. www.medicallyunbiased.com.
1: .com. .com. It's the dot .com. Traffic and weather together on the 7s. <laughs> Gotta sound like we're on the radio. Hey, we are. We're we're on our own podcast, folks. I'm telling you, man, this is pretty fun, though. You know, it's been great being able to talk with some people in the medical community about not just COVID, but about the BS that comes along with this job. Yeah, no, I love it. So one thing I wanted to bring up today is dark sense of humor, right? Mm -hmm. So does a medical professional start with a dark sense of humor and become a medical professional, or do we develop our dark sense of humor along the way?
0: I think we develop it along the way. I think everyone has, uh, obviously everyone has a sense of humor. Yes. But I think we, we become uh, desensitized to uh, what's happening around us that we just go ahead and just fire off with what, can relieve or break the tension in the room, kind of thing. Okay, like I always think of um, like a medical emergencies in a hospital, like co blues and stuff. Okay, and then of you know you you know that it's a very you know God forbid, but let's just say that they're old, mm-hmm. like like ninety five or whatever. Right. Not to offend the ninety six year olds out there. Okay. Right. But you know, let's say it's ninety There's no family. You know, there's nobody there because it this is the, this is the reality of things. You live right. that long. You generally don't have family that are caring or, for you
1: or you have family, but they all live out of town. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and not nearby. And we're doing compressions on somebody that we know we really shouldn't be doing, but it's very, you know, we know that it's, it's very stressful for the staff that is caring for. Maybe they've been caring for this person for many months. Right. So somebody cracks a joke. Literally, so, while they're So the, the dark chest. sense of
1: humor in that regard comes from our coping, mecha- our inability to cope properly with the situation or to take away from the somberness of the situation? Yeah, I think
0: so. I, I don't think it's something we would ever do if we weren't in the medical profession. Like, I don't think we would make fun of some... Not that we're making fun of, no, but no, we're enlightening. No, you know
1: not fun But So the, the reason I ask this is because, you know, I think there's a healthy dark sense of humor. Yeah. And I also think that you can get to a point where it's unhealthy. I think is so nurses generally, especially in the emergency room, have a really hard time empathizing with sick people unless it's a really honest to god sick person. Yeah. Because there's so many patients that come in that are either faking or don't have a true ailment or they're what we call frequent flyers people who are constantly coming to the unit or to the hospital to have whatever homeless people, especially in a you know an inner city facility, not so much yeah. a rural environment. I wouldn't believe this to be the case, but you know an inner city I mean, downtown. Weather
0: change brings people in.
1: Absolutely. Raining
0: outside, not raining outside. If it gets really cold, you'll see more people come in.
1: But, you know, you have, you know, it doesn't mean the person isn't, the nurse can't be touched or, you know, affected negatively or positively by a patient that comes in some, you know, elderly person even comes in the hospital, dying, sick. It's sad, right? And you want to help them, you know, so... We reserve our empathy, if you will, for the moments where it's appropriate. And sometimes that gets misplaced, I think, or misguided because we are so become so jaded after working in that environment for a long time. Because an ER nurse, you know, will do an assessment on a person within 30 seconds. So the nurse that you're seeing at the front desk has already judged you when you come into the facility And the louder you whine and the louder you complain about your ailment, the less they believe it. You know, if you come in and you're talking on your phone, you're like, oh, my God, I feel horrible. But you're texting on your phone and you're sitting in the, you know, they're they're judging you. Everything, every action you do is being judged by the nurse. So is our coping mechanism for those times when it's really time to be empathetic Is that because we're just seeing so much negative shit that we're coping, or is it because we came into this with a little bit of that already, Mm. and that's what brought us to this world? Did we have, did we have the desire to have a little, little bit of that in us, whatever that is, whatever the dark sense of humor is? Was that there? I mean, I think it was. I for me, it was there prior.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, as I said, I think everybody has a you know a sense of you know sense of humor, right?
1: Yeah, but is it always a dark sense of? Humor? I don't think everyone has a dark sense of humor. I don't think anyone's, you know. I think you develop that. I think the dark. Well, let hold on. Let's,
0: let's let, define let me, dark. Yeah, maybe? let's define the whole dark part of sense of humor. Are we talking about the situation that we're that's really kind of a shitty situation that we're kind of laughing about or? Trying to make fun of.
1: Yeah, but we're not even necessarily. There's uncomfortable laughter, right? So if someone makes a bad joke in a horrible situation, we have an uncomfortable sense of laughter. Like if a doctor, someone that's respected, you don't want to say any negative to, makes, you know, has a, let's say that's a child with a, you know, webbed foot, right? Has connection of the toes. And it's like, well, that's going to be a good swimmer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the doctor makes that comment. Is that dark? Is. Well, could it be? It, it could sounds be construed like it as be. dark. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. I would think so too. So <laughs> that doctor makes that comment not to the mother because that but would just it, be condescending it, and rude to the mom. But if that comment was said at a swimming pool,
0: okay, is it dark then? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Like, if you put it in contents of where context of where it's at, right? Right. So if they were if he happened to be there swimming in a public swimming pool and the kids like Look, check this out man I'm my like foot I can aquaman swim. right then you would say well hey you're going to be a good swimmer kid <laughs> right. i don't think that would be a, a dark sense of negative humor, thing no. right
1: but it is in the context of it being you know, like a pediatrician <laughs> in the when well, you're supposed NICU. to say yeah i said like sorry child uh, you like you, you might. Want one of four people that actually have web feet He has an extra chromosome, but it'll be a good swimmer. Yeah. I mean, so that's the darkest sense of humor, right? That's the negative side. I think a dark sense of
0: humor is like, you know, laughing and jovially laughing or smiling. I see a lot of smiles in a code situation, like if somebody that's actually dying, like you see expressions that you normally wouldn't see, you shouldn't see. In a sad situation, in a death situation, or not even death, just a critical situation that potentially could lead to death. Maybe they they get him back, right? Well,
1: right. So it's really funny you say that because so pre-hospital, when I was a firefighter, and you responded, there was I never experienced that pre-hospital. Now later, after the code, we would talk about it, and we might even make a comment, "Oh my God, that fat son of a bitch might not live," <laughs> right? we would be that direct and cruel about it later. However, during during the moment, we were all in. The team, from the medics, to the engineer, to your captain, to the police department on scene, doing scene control, to everybody involved, was all in and saving that person, period. Didn't matter what the house looked like, didn't matter anything, but later, after the code you would have, or after the call, You would have, if let's say the patient fell from a ladder 20 feet up hanging Christmas lights and broke a hip elderly person. And you'd go back to like, why the hell was this guy even on a freaking ladder in the first place? He's 90 years old. What the, what's he doing up there? Who's he putting Christmas lights up for? This is stupid. You know, and you'd bitch about it. You'd never say that to the patient ever, but you'll say that to your colleagues and amongst your friends. Now, no one's going to be like. Tyler was talking bad about that. Like that's not even going to be spoken later. It's just going to be known. And, that that's and the, I don't think anybody would,
0: any of your coworkers would be um, offended by that statement
1: either. And some of them might be, honestly, let's face it. Some of them might be, but they might not say anything because that's the quote unquote locker room banter. Yeah. Now, when you go to say a nursing role, in the hospital, right in the ICU, critical ill patient in the ICU. Um, yeah. Patients been, may have coded the day before and you're coding again, or just coding for the third time today. And you're like, grandma's dying again. Mm -hmm. Like that's crass and cruel to anyone else who hears it, but you've almost anticipated it. And you're saying it, does that make us bad people? One, is the dark sense of humor developed because you're in that, you're constantly bombarded with the negative and you don't always, you don't always see the positive. There's positives to be had. Don't get me wrong. People survive and we get them out of the hospital and they walk again and the neuro patients heal and move on. That's all great. And we talk about that too, but we never joke about those patients. We talk very in generally very reverently about those patients. Oh my God, I can't believe he had a seven millimeter right to left shift after a bleed in his brain after a fall. And he was able to walk six weeks after that. When he was able to take his trach out and, you know, sew up a stoma and he didn't have a peg tube anymore. And he's moving again. Like, yeah, that kind of thing is like, wow, that's great. But that's the, that's not the norm, I guess is what I'm saying. The norm is that you get to the hospital, you're super, super, super ill and then they die. So when those dead patients are dying, and we're being kind of cruel and crass about it and making jokes about the situation in the situation, is that coming from the place that we already had, or did we develop this shit while we were doing the job? See, I I think we develop it. I don't... As a coping
0: mechanism. Yeah, because I don't... I know I... Because I'm not medical going into nursing school. I I had nothing to do with medical. Okay. I had everything to do with sales and whatever. Mhm. And I I always felt that I, you know, I'm a pretty funny guy, but I never I don't think I would ever apply that funniness to a um critical situation where I feel like I need to be funny. But I tend to be and I get well for me for for the position that I hold, um i tend to be a i look from the outside so i can i you're overseeing a lot of happening yeah i I watch you know Mm -hmm. i'm not really talking i'm more listening and watching Mm -hmm. and there are times that i you know some nurses say some stuff that i'm i cringe and i i even i'll call them out on it yeah and say yeah it's probably you know the the husbands like literally right around the corner.
1: Yeah, something don't get me wrong. There are times when shit's said and, and the family members are there, and it's just not appropriate. It's but, but you, here's but the you, thing though, it becomes not, not appropriate only because the family members there. correct. I'm not saying that
0: I would not, I would probably have never said anything to that person if there wasn't a wife
1: who, there, right? So if you're amongst like minded individuals, it's not an issue. It's, I don't think it is, but should it be? I guess, but is my question. I
0: don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if I would be that dark in that situation outside of nursing. I don't think I would be like, okay. like, uh, that's fair. Cause I, I know I've, I've been to rollovers like not, not been, I've driven by a car. So, you know, not nursing car drives by me, you know, Going 100 miles an hour. in wrecks. And wrecks. I don't see the wreck. Mm-hmm. I see the aftermath.
1: aftermath of the wreck down the road.
0: Yeah, and maybe I've never stopped at one of them because it was probably, you know, five miles ahead of me. Even mm-hmm. though I saw that car past me five miles ago. Right, right. So that five miles is like maybe 30 minutes, right, by the time I roll up onto it. Like, dang, that car should never have gone that, you know, they should have been... <laughs> You know, should have slowed down. Should have slowed down. I, it's not dark. It's just like you know. See, that's what happens. Now, me being in nursing probably would have been like, oh, sh-, you know. I know me now. I would be like, oh shit, that damn
1: that dumbass.
0: What a yeah. He deserved what he got. Whatever. You know. Nah, I, I, I I I just think I don't. I don't unless you're dark humored going in. Yeah, unless you're dark, you know. Unless you're dark going in, I think that that's something that's it's developed, and I think it's developed because you see it, like you see pe- other people kind of making fun of or or laughing at the, the. So,
1: so you develop it because it's okay now because other people are doing it.
0: Because I've seen, yeah, like I I I think you have to see that and be like because I think as a new grad nurse you coming in and you're seeing these people like joking about you know kind of critical situations you're just like oh that doesn't seem appropriate but after years of hearing it right i think you just follow along with it
1: i guess that's my question is that you know there's a lot of times when there's been comments made in a in a code or and it's generally that's funny we say both talk about the codes but that's what seems to be when it happens most often yeah and the grouping is pretty diverse in a code you generally have one or two or twelve respiratory therapists. If they're <laughs> not busy, they will all show up. Um, you'll have the ICU group of nurses, a team of ICU yeah, nurses ER, show up potentially ER, potentially ER, depending on who's on the response team. If your hospital has a rapid response team or a you know an emergent response team or a rat team, you'll have them mm-hmm. show up as well. And then you may have the critical care nurse practitioner or physician depending on what time of day or when or who's on. So there's a, a plethora of people who show up to that room to save that one person's life. And when there's that many hands available, there happens to be many idle hands, you know? Yeah. So you have a team of 12 people show up to do the job of three people. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot lot of sidebar, a lot of sidebar conversations that happen. A lot of opinions, a lot of just like
0: assholes. Everybody has them
1: (laughs) and they all stink. (laughs) They all stink. So I don't know. I've been wondering about this for a while is that's a great question though, because you know, it's not, I I did it today when, and I, I, I shouldn't even say that I said, but so there's times when you just think to yourself, at least I think to myself, I treat a dog better than people treat their family members because I'm willing to put my dog down when yeah, they're a, not doing well. There's a lot of family dynamics. that and There's crazy family dynamics that I don't comprehend, nor do I want to get involved in. And as an, when I was an ICU nurse, I was involved in those because I was often advocating for the patient's Either right to pass away peaceably, yeah, or they're you know to go to hospice to where they could I die mean, there's a comfortably. Lot of, yeah,
0: there's a lot of people that are really, really sick, really, really old, right? Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, they're only alive because they get a disability check.
1: May well, maybe there is that for sure. That happens, you know I mean? know that, that happens, that, I've seen evidence happens. of that, yes. I'm not saying every one of them is that way, but I'm saying there's a lot of that going no, on.
0: I mean, you, you, what, what other reason? I mean, really, I,
1: I, I don't know, but I can't. Just between I can't us, possibly, just between us, just between just two the, friends, the two of us talking, the, twos, just, the, the two, the two, guys, the two youths, the, the two youths talking. I'm just saying, just between me and you, it's like really. I mean, okay, no one's no, listening anyway. No one's <laughs> listening. The two people. <laughs> yeah, you got two people on the podcast,
0: so you know those. <laughs> I mean. Between me and you, the bottom line is, and when I say that, I know other people are out there.
1: Just say Just not
0: listening <laughs> to this podcast. They probably haven't <laughs> made it this far, so we other people out
1: there. <laughs> they so, haven't heard about us yet. So
0: the, the, but my point, though, is it's like, I think deep down inside, we all know why this person is still alive.
1: There's a lot we of, have assumptions, for sure.
0: I don't know if any... And you're absolutely right. I think there are a lot... I bet I bet you there are people in the family, in those families, that treat their dogs a hell of a lot better than they even treat their grandmother that's, you know,
1: intubated, you know... Trank, peg. Trank, peg. Non-responsive. 5,000
0: bed. right. bed, beds. So there was a patient leaving
1: the hospital today, and I said to the nurse, and she had given report to the... Trans, told the transport team that was leaving with this... Obviously, hospice patient going to whatever facility, pick a facility there. It's where they're going. Um, I said to the nurse, in a joking manner, in a dark humor sensibility, I said, what's sad is you could just Xerox that report you gave. And the next patient you send the hospice will be the same report. And she starts laughing hysterically. It's pretty funny, actually. (laughs) And she says, you know what's sad is that's true. It is true. Because I, you know, so you're, you, know, you give report and people who don't know, we are constantly reporting to the next person taking over to care for this person. We're giving them the updates of what's happening, whether it's a shift to shift change or whether we're sending this person to another facility. We call that facility and we say, hi, my name's Tyler. I'm a nurse at this hospital and I'm sending you Mrs. Smith mrs smith is a 95 year old female you know non-responsive trached and pegged on this date has been neurologically unresponsive for the entire time she does not have currently any pressure ulcers she's unable to ambulate unable to respond does nothing neurologically is currently ventilator dependent you know uh receives a tube feeding at 60 cc an hour yeah you know, through her peg tube. Peg tube was placed on this date by this surgeon. Like we know all the data, so we spew it out and we hand it to the person. That has a upper right arm pick, double lumen pick line. Is yeah. receiving vancomycin once a day. You know, is on high dose antibiotics for a chronic C diff. <laughs> I mean, you can give this report, and it's literally almost a carbon copy of the same report. And years ago, I used to say that babies all look similar at birth just like people look similar at death right so Mm -hmm. this the shrunken skeletal face and the darkened eyes and the death look on them yeah looks the same way so people die in the same manner whether it's multi-system organ failure covid you know heart disease whatever that it looks visibly and physically the same so when I said this to this nurse, she just laughed, and it made me start thinking today. I'm like, God, have I, have I gotten to that place where a comment like that out of the blue, un, it wasn't a requested comment, it wasn't even a conversation I had, and it wasn't even my fucking patient. Yeah, it was just an off the cuff comment, but she laughed because she understood. So I'm amongst like minded people. Yeah, but then I thought to myself, was that really necessary was that appropriate it probably wasn't and it didn't benefit anybody and it didn't do anyone any good didn't do anyone harm obviously said it to get a laugh out of her i did she was gonna laugh i knew right i had my suspicions i had a really good so you're like
0: i'm think i'm gonna tell her a joke and i believe that
1: she's gonna laugh but if she doesn't i in trouble yeah i normally don't think before i act i do a lot of that There's been many a times where that's
0: been the case. So, I mean... I I
1: made an educated guess based on the unit I was on that that would be an appropriate comment.
0: And I think from a nursing standpoint, we just have... Our minds are wired differently, man. It's just...
1: But I know cops that are wired similarly.
0: I know a lot of cops that drink. Like, every cop I know drinks. Yeah. it's quite a bit of them. Okay but the, you know is that their dark humor is that they have maybe. to 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 just get shit-faced every time they're off for work i don't know
1: i, I don't know but do but i mean that is that the coping if, mechanism
0: like uh, for us maybe it's making you know inappropriate jokes at that like er er what, you know it's funny you mention er because er says inappropriate jokes
1: oh, left
0: and right and i'm not All talking about dark i'm not i'm just talking about like Whoa.
1: Yeah. It's
0: classic.
1: sexually Inex- driven. It's, it's, yeah, it's sexually um, explicit jokes. Uh, you, na- I mean, you name in the ICU. The joke, the running joke is that, are you really friends until you've like both bathed in poo? You know what I mean, <laughs> if you haven't That's funny, if you haven't helped hold your 500 pound patient while your other friend wipes their ass, <laughs> yeah. are you really friends have you really worked together like, or have you just been I on the same different unit together?
0: departments have different you know like i think er in general is they're 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 sexually you know deviant <laughs> deviant they're um they make explicit jokes right um but is that appropriate, I guess? Is there someone in the it ER? It sure seems like it. It's, uh, it, you know, it's not. Listen, if I hear stuff like that, you know, I shut it down.
1: No. So <laughs> if so I, you're, it, you're the guy that goes in and is like, this is not appropriate, people. You're not going to talking about this? <laughs> yeah. I don't right. want you. Yeah. Because it's just going to happen behind your back. Yeah. But they, but, but what if it makes someone uncomfortable? But they do. Can they, can they come to but you? But they say it to me. So that's the problem. It's like,
0: but they what have, if they're what comfortable if with
1: me, right? What if there's one person that's uncomfortable in that unit, one nurse that's very uncomfortable I with it?
0: Every time I go down there,
1: I get it. But do you think those nurses are capable of coming to you because you're involved in the joking party? Can they come to you and well, say, and "Not maybe, that I'm and, initiating it"? I hear it. I didn't. know. Like I understand. But you hear it and don't do anything about it.
0: Well, I, that's not necessarily true. I have said to these people, you know, to anybody. Uh, you know, like uh, I'm not accusing you of anything. No, I know, I know. I I, I have said, I've said to said people, you know, maybe we shouldn't, maybe you shouldn't be, you know, talking. And then the response back to me is, "Well, this is how we always talk." Like literally, they tell me, "Like this is (laughs) totally appropriate for them." Mm, I get
1: it. I mean, I do. But what? When does it? But it's not appropriate.
0: It's not necessarily
1: appropriate in my ears, though. It's I guess at what point in time does it become inappropriate?
0: I think when somebody calls the the you know calls you out um, on it, calls you out on it. Number one or number two, it's. I would hope that they would call you out on it, like come to my face or whatever. If it was me, if it was me saying like if I said that inappropriate or that dark humor in a code, I would hope that somebody would come to me like. We
1: both know the only person that's going to come to you and say that they felt you were being inappropriate is either someone who's above you. As a supervisor, or someone who is strong-willed enough that they don't care what you think of them, yeah. But I, and that's we both know that in the nursing community, that's not the norm. That's the that's the it's not what's normal correct. normally seen. Yeah, People,
0: it's a struggle. The struggle is real.
1: <laughs> so I mean, I look at what I said today, and I don't I don't regret what I said. I'm not saying it for that reason nor do I regret who I said it to or what I said it about. I think why I said it is that in, and I thought about this before we had this podcast, I was thinking, did I say it to make myself feel better about that situation? Or do I say it in a joking way to add levity to the situation, to make that nurse feel more comfortable about sending this very obviously sick terminally ill patient off to die to die yeah and maybe it's a little of both because at some point in time you see this you see the constant you know failure of society i guess i would call it in that regard and instead of being there to save this person or care for this person or allow them to die because everyone's gonna die which is that's a given yeah there's very few guarantees in life and one is death. So you can go out, you know, screaming in a car like my grandfather did. I'm just kidding. He did not. Dark say, really? Sin. No, I didn't have a grandpa. They were all dead for asborn. That would have been sweet. That would have been an awesome story though. Like drinking with people in the car. He was off a, cop. a cliff. He was a cop. <laughs> Um, that's when no. you said that my dad said the
0: same thing. Oh, Really, my dad said when i die he goes i don't care if you put me in a car and, and drive it off a cliff right it ain't gonna hurt me any
1: right my father said to me if he goes if you put a tube in me any tubes i will die despite you and i will fucking <laughs> come back and haunt you <laughs> my dad said that to me about five years ago Was and i'm getting a tube Hell no. I will unplug him faster than you can blink. The running joke in my with my parents who were in their mid 70s is that if I get a call from any out out of state hospital while they're on vacation, I'm going to be like, "Unplug him. Sir, what do you mean? We're not, nothing's plugged in, sir. This is Bob from you know, whatever hospital you're fa- unplug them no sir they're not plugged into anything sir they're not <laughs> unplug them <laughs> they're not plugged into a ventilator sir your father broke his leg like, unplug him he's not let dying him go <laughs> just he's let, gonna have a piece just, just let him yeah just let him go let don't even give him zeralto he's okay we're gonna have to insert a fully yeah just let him die again. yeah let no tubes he said <laughs> no tubes <laughs> No just, tubes, it, sir. Sir, he's not dying. You push him out a window. We only have one floor in this facility, sir. We'll push him out the window. It's a ground floor unit, sir. He's not going to die. We're in the basement. It's, just <laughs> it's not going to work. I can't lift him up that high. <laughs> no, it's. I don't know. I was just curious uh, how your no, I, perspective I, on the dark I sense of humor thing. I, I like, like I
0: said, as somebody who I've seen like all sides of the hospital, like all units, I would say. Each unit has their own kind of dark sense of humor. Mm. And definitely each units can, like you would never, you would never hear dark sense of humor in a med surge code.
1: No, you you wouldn't. No, no no way. No No. way. Med surge code is different. And okay. That's a very good point because an ICU code where we, like we are on top of this patient, we are in the room constantly. And generally if the patient codes in the ICU, it's we had a lot of warning that this was coming, you know, not always, sure, but, the, but for the, but most, part, for the yeah. most part, yeah. the we sick. know these patients well. Yeah. We know more about this patient than they know about themselves. Yeah. Most people are not going to just, you know, spontaneously combust. Die. It's like you just don't. Yeah. The odds of you spontaneously dying are pretty nil, at least in the ICU. Yeah. If you've made it to the ICU, <laughs> you're still alive when you get there. You may still pass, but it, we're gonna have known about it that you're teetering. We right, yeah. we see evidence, but yeah. Do so. Here's
0: here's where the dark humor comes in. You're an ICU nurse, and you're on the MERT team. You go to that medical code.
1: Oh yeah, and the you're patient like, that was
0: ambulatory four hours ago. Right, right. And you and you like, and one of the things you're gonna say is like, so who didn't want to check his pulse? <laughs> Like right, like you're like, oh, and they're, like you know, and it's and it's a and you joking
1: might, sense. Like you, you, you might say that. I've heard that similar comments said, but nobody thinks it's funny. No, it comes off as dickish <laughs> and completely cruel. It's so it's 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 very condescending. Correct, but it's it, not a funny thing.
0: Now, if you were saying that in <laughs> ICU. I think it would be funny.
1: Yeah. If you said that in the ICU and then one nurse would be like, fuck you, man. I was <laughs> yeah. they would like, right? bite back. Yeah. Right. They would instantly bite back at you and say, no, F you, man. I I checked his pulse 37 seconds ago. So I I yeah. documented it. Yeah. Well, it's right there. I documented respirations. Are you kidding me? Why are you being a dick? Now it still, might be condescending, but it's, it,
0: it, but they, it comes, it's we a different know attitude. It, yeah, for sure. Because I noticed that it, you could cut the thickness the tension is so thick in a med surge code. A med surge code is way different because those people aren't supposed to die. And the, the other struggle thing is the struggling thing is is like for our merts, you know, the ICU nurse comes and if the ER doctor's not there, that's the only person that's going to be giving ACLS medications because nobody has ACLS training, right? In med surge, so oh, there, that's true. So there's a lot of very scared, nervous nurses, even years of experience, right? But It's just not their cup of tea.
1: So they would
0: never joke. Like, I may joke. I may say, oh, it looks like the Jesus bus is coming. I've heard (laughs) that on all levels of floors. Right. You know what I mean? Discharged and maybe, to maybe, heaven. maybe the, I've heard it because I'm the one saying it. <laughs> I mean, but the reality of it is there's a lot of people have a lot of sick people. You know, a hospital may have a lot of sick people. Yeah. And the Jesus bus does come. That's a dark humor.
1: That is dark humor. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But like I said, never they,
0: heard of it, though, prior to, com- you know, getting into nursing. I not not in it.
1: that regard. But I think there was dark humor, whether it was joking about ailments of somebody or you know, making fun of...
0: Or you joke or you say, oh, you know, like I had mentioned the, you know, the George Floyd thing. I go, what, too soon?
1: Yeah. You no know, that's kind of dark humor. That was dark humor. Yeah. And it was too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little Sorry. bit of both.
0: It was a little both. A little bit of from Calum A, mm. a little
1: bit from Calum B. Yeah, true. True. Um, no, I just, I, I just laughed in a way today thinking about that because I'm all... Was I always this way or did I develop this? Mm. And I think... I think I was secretly always this way. I just didn't know how to express it. I think nursing gave me a place to express the darker sense of humor. Yeah, maybe. I think it was always there in some regard. I th- I, I think I but think I was a, highly. I think influenced. you gotta be. First off, to be to
0: be a nurse, I think you have to be a little bit, you know, a little bit cray a a cray, little little cray cray, little cray cray in you, <laughs> a little. Because there's a lot of shit that you're doing nursing wise that, you know, how many people, okay, everyone for our, our two listeners, how many people want to wipe someone's
1: ass right, and clean multiple times a day,
0: shit, poop, whatever you, however you want to call so, it. So
1: if you just walked up to somebody and said, okay, what I want you to do is grab a man's penis and shove a tube in it. Or for me, okay, for On me. On a daily basis, every day, yeah. I want you to put... A rubber tube in a man's penis. Why do I use a southern accent to make that sound stupid? I don't know, but you know, what you need to do is have like a southern lawyer accent. A southern lawyer? What's a southern lawyer accent? Excuse
0: me, ma'am. You know, you got to
1: use all those words. Yeah, I, I don't know how the difference did you, be between a southern lawyer and a southern... I, I'm too redneck to understand the difference, I guess. You know, you just use big words
0: in a southerly way,
1: right? Well, Eddie Izzard, a comedian, he said that the the beauty of some of his comedy and the reason he feels he sounds smarter than he thinks he truly is, and I believe the man is really intelligent, actually, but he says he talks about highbrow or intellectual things in a very dumb manner. Mm -hmm. And he talks about very stupid things in a very intellectual manner. So he's able to sound smarter in those moments than he truly is. So he dismisses the smart stuff and talks about it really, you know, stupidly. <laughs> it's an
0: interesting take on it.
1: Yeah. I thought it was really funny when I heard him say that because I've known people who I thought were smart. Oh, yeah. And then you find out that they're not. They're Quite, stupid. In, especially in the medical community, you well, know, you, people you respect, well, and you go. What's wow, funny is there's, there's,
0: yeah, right. There, Well, I did something right. <laughs> so, but there, are, there are, in the medical community, though, there's a lot of book smart people with no common sense. With no street smarts. I like to use the word street smarts because in, in common sense is another thing, right? But, mm-hmm. but the the reality of it is there's. Uh, you know, you can read the book. That's why there just needs to be a little cray-cray. You can't have somebody just cut and dry.
1: They struggle in nursing, actually. The cut and dries? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ones that can't bend to how we do it. Yeah. The, the non-NCLEX way.
0: Yeah. Like somebody who's
1: very book
0: smart, you know, they can tell you, you know, they can tell you all the lab values and they can tell you, you know, what the EKGs read. Because they've seen the patterns, but they couldn't tell you that. Oh, by the way, he was shivering when we got that EKG. You right. know what I mean? Like he, they couldn't put like looking eyes on the patient kind of thing. They don't get that. That that has taken all. That takes time. Where guess maybe for me and you, it's like, you know. Well,
1: really? I, I think after you do it for a that's long time, artifact. You, become, you become immune to those kind of things. But I that's why I was saying about the ER nurse. So a med surge nurse is going to take 20 minutes to assess their patient. Each patient will do a 20-minute, 30-minute assessment on as they go through the unit. Oh, yeah. And they'll have five patients. And the first two hours of their shift is nothing but initial patient assessments. Blood pressures... Do their eyes move the right direction? Do their all their appendages move? Do they have a pulse everywhere? The ER nurse, on the flip side of that coin, is the complete opposite. Assessments, seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's all about how the patient either walked in or rolled into the ER and what the report is and what the presentation of that patient is, and they will make the determination right then and there what they think. And ICU nurse is similar in that regard. Is the patient super sick? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or are they not? So those two opposite ends of the spectrum, if you will, really play a role in how that nurse responds. Yeah. Like I, I that's would, that's why the code thing in the, the med surge unit is a lot different code than a code in an ICU.
0: But I also feel like a lot of those med surge nurses stay in med surge. Like they, they have no desire to go to IMC or step down unit and, or go to ICU or go to ER like those. Nurses, oh yeah.
1: But I think, it, I think that's anywhere, any job in the, in the world, you get comfortable doing what you do and you know it really well. So why? Because why, it's why hard I work. For, it's all hard work. med search is a
0: lot harder than ICU. Is it? Is yeah. it? I don't know yeah. that it is. I don't know that it is. Well, you've never done med search. You're right. But it's all based on perspective. But okay, let me give you five walkie-talkie patients. That's that fine. That constantly... <laughs> no.
1: It's no, not saying, fine. Listen, if you have five walkie talkie patients and that's your reality that are, and that's what you I, fucking I, but live but in every day, you, then that's your norm. But, but, but not that's not normal. your
0: norm. So from an ICU, not my nurse, norm. correct. So I'm telling you, if I gave you five patients that constantly were on the light, they always wanted their effing pain medications. They're your typical, you know, these, these, you know, these frequent flyers because they happen to give you mo- or they're all isolations. Right. You're going to hate your job.
1: I would. Yes, of course you would, because but, you've seen the light. You. But know, have I seen the light, or did I just never know that light? Did I never know? I don't that think. Norm?
0: But see, you are not satisfied
1: with being a med surg nurse. Period. I I understand that, but we're not. This isn't about me. This is about the fact that somebody likes that, and that's the norm for them. And they good, were really yes. good at it. Yeah. and i appreciate that they're really good at it because we need them to be there we need bee workers. yeah we need bees like what do they call them
0: soldier worker Worker bees yeah
1: yeah but i'm saying they're they're doing a very important service they're doing a, a very important job in the job they're doing now would i excel in that situation no personally no but it's not about me it's about That's the normal for them, and they really like it, and they're really good at it, and they go to it every day, and they've been there for 20 years.
0: It blows my mind, though. It blows
1: my mind. I don't understand how some people can go to work in an office every day, either. But you do. I don't every day. I'm not in the same... I don't sit in my office office and read read paper. I have an office. I have an office. All right i also leave around I, I go to two, two or three different hospitals in the city i know i see patients I all over the place a busy guy got it but i'm not stuck in an office like i don't know it's just a different world i i get it's it. a cubit i'm I, not at a cubicle I'm just
0: saying i don't think that those i don't think i think that those nurses that stay in med surg because they love it so much yeah, but
1: they're good at it. But good they,
0: for them. You can have the same argument and say, "Well, how do you know that they don't? They wouldn't love anything higher as they'd never been anywhere higher." I I think a lot of it is fair,
1: but I think they're afraid. Do you think that their sense of humor is as dark as an ICU nurse's sense of humor, or an ER nurse's sense of humor? Let's just put ER nurses at the top of the list. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> okay, yeah. that's agreed. Yeah. So that's now, really agreed. so now the next is does
0: I think it goes ER it goes uh I would say I would say you'd have to do ICU cath lab um, Pac, OR you, yeah you, OR relatively right there in the same bunch similar grouping and I would say IMC would be just a tad below that and okay. then way down below that would be med search
1: for the for the dark for the dark humor. yeah
0: yeah, yeah. And I would say above med surgery would be EVS.
1: <laughs> I think yeah, the EVSC stuff, they, they don't they, even want they to talk some, about. They have some crazy... And people who don't know, EVS out. stands for Environmental Services, even though environmental is one word, E-S. So, But Environmental Services cleans up pretty much everything from blood to vomit to urine to feces to whatever's on the floor to dusting yeah. to changing out you know, all our sharps containers to making sure that we have hand sanitizer on the floor. They are an essential service to a a facility and we couldn't do our job without them. But because they are the quiet in the background workers that see all of this stuff constantly, I think they develop a very dark sense of humor based on, because when you finally talk to them and engage with them, They're they're very. You realize that they pay a lot more attention than you think they do. Yeah,
0: and I would say that they they lean. I would say closer. Well, technically, I wouldn't say in between. I would say they lean
1: darker than Metzger.
0: I would say they lean closer to the ER side because they're. To me, I would think that they're. They're very, I guess the word like sexual. Like they're they're very. Get to know these people. They're pretty you know open them oh in. really oh
1: yeah i i don't ever know them like that i've never <laughs> known anybody like that
0: yeah i've chit-chatted with a few of them and they're pretty not not like sexual like at work or anything it's just like
1: no they're but they're willing and open to talk about specific, anything anything's nothing's if, off the table oh nothing's
0: off the table. but this is you know you for me it's years like you know i've got 17 18 years you know in nursing and right. and i've talked with a lot of and i'm a very i like to talk to a lot of people anyways that's just me. yeah Right, so I get to know a lot of these people. Like I get to know a lot of the ER nurses, and I think that's why they feel they can say things around me.
1: Yeah, you become one of the crew.
0: Yeah, and and the reality of it is is I try to be on their good side. I, I'd rather hear it, anyways. Right. No,
1: well, that makes sense. Well, I don't know. I just was curious today about no, the I dark sense it, of humor dude. because. I, I'm always I'll give worried. You, I'll give you
0: one little story, though. One little story on an ending note here. Yeah, uh, for dark sense of humor. So okay. uh we were. So it was not my patient, though. I had to go in. uh was working with my 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 buddy, and he's like, "Hey, dude." He goes, "Hey, I got to get this patient, you know, ready. They're coming. It's like six in the morning. They're coming to pick her up for a hospice. I'm like, "All right." I'm like, all right, dude. You didn't get this done already. You know, I'm already giving right. shit, you know, over right. the patient. You know, you didn't get this, you didn't get her set up, you didn't get her done, whatever. Come mm-hmm. on. You know, take the IV out, stuff like that. I'm like, this,
1: you know, rookie. Why is this shit not done?
0: Yeah, right. Rookie. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm taking out the IV. <laughs> oh my God. So the IV is like wrapped in uh tape. Right? Not 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 like a um Tegaderm or anything, just regular that white kind of the silk tape, the silk no the other kind with the the plastic
1: oh like um transport tape yeah like
0: transport tape right Mm. so I'm peeling it off and I'm like man this tape is long like long (gasps) oh
1: shit I can see (laughs) where this is going
0: and I'm like I'm like oh god because it's not tape it's our effing skin I knew it. Like I pulled a, like a whole like I don't. You know. You didn't have to
1: tell me those story and I knew where this six was going. inches of her skin because it was
0: so you know she was on antibiotics and all this other stuff made and her skin.
1: frail elderly. Oh my god, no,
0: no, she was totally gorked out of her mind. You know she was right. On, she was on her last limb and I, I remember looking at my buddy going, oh well, I'll just put this right back where I got that. I mean, yeah, it, it's not gonna bother her, right? It's no big deal, right? He's like, uh, yeah, I guess, like. You know, for me, I'm like laughing it off, like yeah. ooh, dang, look at that, <laughs> oops, you know. But I, you know, I, I, I remember like laughing it off in front of them, going, you know, like the trying to make it funny, yeah, because it was a weird, like effed up thing. <laughs> like I just pulled this lady's whole
1: forearm skin. It was off. like a hangnail that went to her elbow. Oh my god, dude! It was the. I swear to God, I'm like, this has got to be, this is this like is a cartoon It's like, a, it becomes a cartoon at some point. Oh yeah. And I am just laughing about it. So, so the,
0: I don't think been, I would ever have done that outside of nursing. Like I
1: don't know. You'd have been like, what
0: the hell? I would have been mortified. By yeah, the absolutely.
1: Well, so I was a green EMT. I mean, I probably, I've probably been an EMT for an hour. <laughs> Maybe it was the whole, like, I was on an ambulance service. It was in Utah. And I was new. And the medics on Engine 5 from the city, they knew I was new. Mm-hmm. My partner made sure everybody knew that, oh, look at the new guy. Mm-hmm. you know. And just like a nurse, you show up with all the shiniest shit. Yeah, right. You know, your scissors and your badge and everything's shiny and clean. And we go to this call in this, it's the weirdest thing scene call I probably had ever been to and it was early in my career and there was you walk in the room there's broken glass mirror mirrors are broken all over this room there's a woman in a bed foaming at the mouth speaking in tongues it reminded me of the scene from Ghostbusters where she's like Golgar the you (laughs) know it literally brought back Ghostbuster memories and then there's a guy laying on a couch in this room completely white as white as a a painted box white, like not ashen gray. I'm Mm -hmm. talking ghostly white. And he had an ACE bandage on his arm and the ACE bandage went from mid, mid, um, bicep all the way to the wrist and completely covered his forearm. And the cops had been looking for this guy for days. Mm -hmm. He had run from the cops. He had wrecked a motorcycle, uh, there was a report that he was in this home. The cops had kicked in the door and broke the mirrors. That's, there's a flashbang that went off in the room. That's why the mirrors were all broken around the room. And the woman was high on some drug. And uh, the two medics were treating her for that. And the other medic from the engine says to me, we need to see what's under that ace bandage. And he knew, he knew it was going to wreak To the heavens. The stench was going to be beyond comprehension. The dude was not an idiot. He knew this. And he told me to take it off. And I,
0: being the (laughs) new guy,
1: was all the more willing to assist. So I break out my shiny new scissors and I go to cutting his ace bandage off. And what it was is this guy, this patient, had filleted the skin from his wrist to past his elbow. So take a... Take a knife, a butcher knife, yeah. and just stick it on the top half of your arm and then cut all the way to the bone, the skin. Cut it all the way off and then come back out of the skin right before the wrist like you took a fillet off of a fish. Yeah. And then stick that back on and then wrap it tight with an ace bandage. It was gangrenous from the oh, fingers my. to the shoulder blade. Oh, my God. And it stunk. I almost hurled. And I don't love stenching. Like really bad smells will get me. They'll just catch that me off guard. It, gotten you. it was close. I, I I ran out the front he was door. Dead, right? No, no. He was alive, but barely. Wow. Respirations were like six. Heart rate was 30. I mean, he was dying, sick and dying. We got in the hospital and they ended up amputating his arm. And I don't know if he lived or died. I don't know what the end of Why the Why do you do is. that? He's running from the cops and hiding, so he just didn't want to go to the hospital because he had, he had uh, robbed somebody, and he did all this. It was a bad dude. Did a bunch yeah, of bad stuff. Yeah, but the stuff. whole, amp- whole filet of the arm. He wrecked his motorcycle. Oh. And when he wrecked his motorcycle, this is the injury he sustained. Oh, my God. So it was held on by a flap of skin just oh. on the elbow.
0: All that road rash. And the sh- road rash,
1: and it was all dirt, and it was gritty, and oh. it was all gross. So he had just stuck it back on and then wrapped it in a bandage thinking it would heal. And he was he, was, he right. was septic by <laughs> he was right. It wouldn't heal. He was super septic. Anyway, is my introduction to sepsis. at the time <laughs> Dark sense of humor.
0: Well, see, there's a the thing though. Someone taught you that dark sense of humor someone.
1: So they broke me in, but I think it was in, it was in a, a jest. It was in fun. You know what I mean? In a way to do that. Um, but on the flip side, I learned a lot. You know what I mean? In yeah. That, in that moment. Um, and, That joke or similar jokes were played in nursing school on unsuspecting new nurses where you're like, would you go get vitals on the guy in room 219? And the guy in room 219 is dead. Yeah. He's a dead guy. He's covered in a sheet waiting for the mortuary to come pick him up. And you're asking the new grad nurse to go get vitals. And the new grad nurse is like, I don't hear any lung sounds. Yeah, right. Like the dude's dead. There's no pulse, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it's like it's, initiation. Yeah, that's sick initiation stuff. So I think that develops a pretty dark, helps to develop your dark sense of humor. So I don't know, but it just kind of struck me as funny today when that patient was funny, yeah, odd. That was a
0: great, great way to end. I would talk about keto, but
1: yeah, eh. we'll chat about keto next time. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for coming Thank to you. hang out with us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next, next go around. You've been listening to Medically Unbiased. Visit our website at medicallyunbiased.com. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Medically Unbiased. Listening to this podcast does not create a doctor-patient relationship. The Medically Unbiased podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening.